Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey friends, this is Andre for the Tennis and Bagels podcast and tennis is finally back for men and women and this is the biggest tournament that we've had since the the comeback of tennis if I'm not wrong and I don't believe I am and now we're going to be talking about the Cincinnati slash New York WTA draw where um, lots of things are to be said about this draw and lots of things are to be said about um, the players that entered this draw even because for a start we don't have six of the top 10 players in the world in the US right now and they're not going to play neither Cincinnati nor New nor the US Open so start off like um, quarter by quarter I guess uh, let's start with like number one seed Karuna Pliskova and Sabalenka number five in this on route to the quarterfinals. What do you guys think about this part of the draw? Yeah. Um, so Pliskova is the number one seed, and uh, she has a bye in the first round. So she was, she, uh, I'm, you know, this section, I really like someone, I really like Jennifer Brady to get through mm. and win some matches in this section. In the bottom half, she's in. She's playing Jessica Bagula in the first round. She was supposed to play Kim Kleisters, but sadly, Kim yeah. Kleisters from injury. So unfortunately, we won't get to see how that played out. But Jennifer Brady has shown tremendous form basically this entire season, and she won the tournament in Lexington last week, losing just 23 games in route to the title. I mean, she's playing awesome tennis. Like just like I'm, I'm, I, I'm surprised I never. She was never on my radar before, even though she did have quite a few top 20 wins earlier in the season. And she's really proven herself, and she's been in the circuit for the last couple of years, but really just played up to her ranking of around 30, 40, 50. And, but now she's separated herself from the rest of the Americans in what I thought was a phenomenal week last week. And she's played, she, has, she plays a very similar to a lot of ATP players, I feel like. She hits, I don't know what you guys think, but she... Hits with a lot of topspin. She's got an incredible forehand. She serves well. She moves. She's gotten in, she's gotten more fit, certainly. She played a few matches in world team tennis. She looks rock solid. And I think she can make a move and make a really big run towards the end of this season. And she can do well in both hard courts and clay courts. What do you guys think? Hmm. That's for Brady? Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Luke. I agree. I I think uh, Brady. Obviously, she played fantastic in Lexington last week. Just absolutely tore through that draw. Like yeah. Vaughn said, yeah. almost ATP style forehand, just really heavy. 
great serve, great forehand, just great all-around game, really. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how she responds to all of that success last week because, sort of like Vonge said, she hasn't been in the spotlight um, as much in her career. Maybe she has wanted to be um, and mm. sort of can be a little up and down. So I think this week will really show us a lot about where her game really is moving forward, especially for the U.S. Open. Um, yeah. I think she definitely makes it through Pagula in the first round. Um, I think it's going to be a little yeah. tougher in the in the second round, but I I also think she she eventually gets through uh, uh, Amanda Ivanisimova beating Alex okay. Risk. Yeah, me too. First round. So I think Brady will get through Anisimova. I think she's going to have a tough time with Sabalenka, especially just with all the tennis that she has played in the last week. So I think Sabalenka will end up beating her there. But, I mean, there's no shame in losing to Sabalenka, especially with the performances that Brady has been having in the last, you know, week and a half. So I think it sets her up well for the U.S. Open so she's not just completely out of gas by the time uh, that comes around. Yeah. yeah, it's a good observation. I think it's uh, if she wants to perform in a, in a tournament, I think choosing the the U.S. Open to focus all of her attention is is really good, especially coming off of a title. Uh, she doesn't just want to like do the double at Lexington and then in Cincinnati, New York, and have nothing left to give on the U.S. Open. <clears throat> and Sabalenka, if I'm not mistaken, uh, she lost to golf, yes. right? Yes. In, th- in three okay, tight sets, and all she... over the place. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. match was crazy. Yeah, yeah, and she hits incredibly hard. Some some people even think she hits like way too hard sometimes, <laughs> yeah. un- un- unnecessarily <laughs> hard. But I I I love this type of tennis. I love, for example, it's the, the type of tennis that like makes me excited. Like when they just hit a missile like off yeah. of the corner, just like hits go straight past them, like no chance. I love this style style of playing tennis. I. I'm really excited to see like how things go here. If they actually get to meet like Brady and and Sabalenka, that could be a really interesting match too. So I- from the top draw, we have Karolina Pliskova. There's a uh, few players here and there who are somewhat like worth mentioning, like Mladenovic, uh, Tom Lianovic. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. like, what do you what do you guys think about Pliskova? Do you so- guys think she's 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 a player that for me has lacked so much consistency in her career? I'm not even sure um, how. Yeah, I think how well, is she focusing for the U.S. Open? Right the now? problem for Pliskova has been the slams. I feel like she's she's actually very consistent off of the slams, and she's been a top three, four perennial player now for for so many years. And she's kind of the people that think about like who's the next person, who's the best of the crop to amongst Svitolina and Pliskova to not not have won a major. And Pliskova is your mm-hmm. answer right there because she's made one slam final, but and she's won a lot of. You know, titles. She's won Rome. She's won like a lot of premier mandatories and very solid player. And she won Brisbane. But then what happened in Australia? She loses in like the third round. So the pressure can get to her in a major and the expectations of kind of carrying that form. We've seen her win titles and then go out early and just not just not really dig in and win those win some of those some of those matches kind of mid tournament. So that's been a little bit of a problem for her. But uh, I, I expect her to do well, actually, in, uh, in in this kind of a tournament. Her draw doesn't seem to be too tough. Although I think at least Martins can be tough if Martins gets there. It's just so hard to predict. But I, I've, yeah. I've got I've got like a 
I've got Sevastova playing Mertens. And then I've got Mertens getting through that. And I've got Pushkova Mertens uh, in that section. And then the winner of... So whoever wins that, I'm actually going to go with Pushkova to get out of that section. I think Pushkova gets to the quarters. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I, I tend to agree as well. I think Pushkova, okay. like you said, a lot of her struggles have really been in the slams. And yes. She does sort of have... Cons- uh, she'll occasionally have problems with consistency week in, week out. But like yeah. you said, she's she's won several premier mandatory titles. I think so she titles. she really thrives on that stage. So yeah. I think her first match is very favorable. Um, I think she gets through that with little no trouble. It will be tough with Mertens, who I've playing Wadanovic in the second round. I don't have okay. her playing Sevastova. Right. But I think um, Pushkova-Mertens, that'll be a tough match. I think it'll be a good test for Pushkova. I do think she eventually will get through that. I think she plays Sabalenka in the quarters. Yeah, I, I I agree with that too. And I think I I tend to believe that Sabalenka is probably going to beat herself in the quarterfinals. Um, and Pliskova is, in my opinion, going to make it into the semis. I would agree with Andre. So, I think Pliskova yeah. will make the semis. But I, I do have a doubt that if Sabalenka and Brady play, just the margin that Brady mm. has on her shots and Sabalenka, like you said... More probably more power off the off both wings, but I just don't know if that'll be enough with Brady's, you know, because Brady has more margin on the ball. She puts more topspin. She gets more loop on it, and that safety net is so often players who have that against Sabalenka will feel secure in the tight moments when the pressure is really on on the big points. So that'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. I actually think we'll get Brady Pushkova in the quarters. I think I have Brady upsetting Sabalenka. But then I think I, I have Pushkova uh, winning against Brady. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's an interesting point you made with uh, Brady and Sabalenka, just how much more margin uh, yes. Brady has on her shots. Now, I do think Sabalenka will get through Brady. However, looking at Pushkova in the quarterfinals, I think Pushkova has a much tougher time if she were to play Brady than if she were to play... Sabalenka. I think Sabalenka is yeah, just going to go too big. She's going to try and do too much with her shots. I think Pliskova will just be too solid for her. And she would... I'm, I'm predicting Pliskova to make the semifinals. However, if it's a Pliskova-Brady, uh, I think that could be a very interesting match and almost turn into a pick'em. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah, cool. So, moving off to the... Um... Naomi Osaka, part of the, the, the draw. Um, Naomi Osaka, fourth seed year, actually ranked number 10. So that actually tells you just how many, just how the, the draw is, is open, like for, yeah. for top players who decided not to come to the States for this part of the season. But here here we have like an interesting, an interesting draw, actually. We have... Kvitova and then uh, Kontavate, who's played really well as well. And um, our surprisingly fit and great player is still at this time, at this age yeah. and, uh, and the stage of her career. Venus Williams with a new service motion yeah, that's, has that's been hitting insane. powerful shots and almost almost beat Serena Williams yeah. um, last week, I think. It was just so joyous watching, watching Venus come back at age age 40 and just playing that kind of tennis and she just looks so happy and just so 
free on the court suddenly. And yes. it seems like that time off was just so good for her. And you mentioned the new yeah. serve. Like, she's complete. It's a completely different serve motion. And she's, it's, it's not, it's miles different than what it was. And she's got yeah. more margin for error on it. She's, she's hitting that flatter. It's, it's, it's more confident. And even her forehand. I don't know if you guys notice her forehand. Her take back isn't as big as it used to be. It's more compact swing. And so these technical adjustments, it's just so good to see. And she just looks so happy, very chatty after her matches. And um, that match against Serena might be one of their best matches they've played, honestly, in their 31 meetings. So Mm -hmm. I'm very encouraged. And I think think Venus can win a couple of matches. But Yastremska in the first round, that's really tough. Yastremska hits really big and takes the ball very early. I do have Venus getting through that, though. Mm. What about you guys? Um, yeah, just uh, jumping off about with the Serena Venus match in Lexington last week. I think it was uh, I want to say it was Ben Rothenberg on Twitter saying that that match almost had a backyard vibe with how it was yes, no crowd and everything. True. Just it a did. really interesting vibe. It was him, and it really was sort of one of the uh, one of the better matches they've played against each other. Venus played great the entire time. Serena just eked it out in the end. Well, like you said, they clutch the, at the end, right, Serena? With the yeah, yeah. the backhand, backhand though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the adjustments Venus has made in her game, though, um, it just shows you know never stop working on your game, and I think it will pay dividends for Venus in this tournament. I think she gets through Yastremska. Yeah. Um, I don't think Osaka has much trouble in her first match between Wachova or Lee, whoever gets through that. I think Osaka gets through that comfortably. Mukova could be a little tricky, but uh, yeah, you're right. I see Osaka getting through that one. I do think Osaka, she has not played since, I believe, Fed Cup back in February. She has not played a match, not even an exhibition. So I think she's going to be a little rusty. I think Venus gets through that and makes the quarterfinal here. You think? Yeah, honestly, I, I, I have to agree with that, too, because like uh, this is the thing, too, like with Osaka, she hasn't necessarily proven herself much after her stellar seasons that she won, like US Open Australia and Open back to back. And she's dropped out of a, almost dropped out of the top 10. I think she was struggling to stay in there even. Um, she has a big game, that's for sure. She's an incredible player um, and she can do it. But I just think Venus is a little bit more confident and mature, more experienced. Um, just by the way she played against her sister, uh, just kind of proves that. And honest, honestly, for me, I think she was a bit unlucky because one of the commentators said uh, during the, the the match that um, at some point uh, Venus was serving against the the sun, and um, he mentioned something really interesting: is that like when you switch, when you change your service motion, sometimes it just kind of like are not necessarily 100% sure like where the ball is at like where is where is everything so, right so like you're not as used to it as your regular service motion that you've been playing to for your entire life so i think that kind of got into her a little bit she wasn't able to keep her break um and and she lost that match but obviously all credit to to serena as always but i i agree i think venus makes it through the the quarterfinal and um, okay. I don't see Kvitova making it not to the quarterfinal either. And up to the semifinals, I think it's it's tough to tell Kvitova and Venus. Wow. Okay. So I actually completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so right. I actually don't think Venus will get through 
Osaka. I, I just don't see it because I think I, I think the first round is going to be. I, I think also the conditions at Lexington helped Venus a little bit. The courts were bouncier, they were faster. Uh, I think that helps with her attacking style. It helps with her serve. It helps with her forehand and just her her game. And I think her first two rounds are going to be really tricky, like against just Stremska. I mean that that's not an easy first round in in these new conditions in in New York. A little bit slower courts, a little bit heavier conditions, and then she plays against either Bernarda Pera or Heather Watson. Bernarda Pera obviously was the first round match for Serena last week. Lefty, very very tricky lefty, and she will have yeah. already had experience playing of playing against a Williams, and so that. That could be beneficial for Venus in, in that match, but it's another very tricky lefty that you don't want to face. So I think she, that could easily go three sets. And then about Osaka, you're right. She hasn't quite proven herself since winning two slams back-to-back since the Australian Open. However, she's only ranked... So she she did, she did didn't do very well. She struggled a little bit with expectations last season, but she had a very good end to the season. She won Beijing, and she won another tournament in Tokyo, and she finished the year still top three. And you know was looking good at the end of and at the end of the season and a little bit shaky in the middle on, in the clay and grass, but that I think was to be expected after all of the fame and everything that she achieved. But really, this season she's actually she looked pretty good. I thought in Brisbane and looked pretty good early in Australia. Australia, the problem for her was that Coco Golf match that she just could that just didn't live up to the hype and she lost that match in the third round to Golf and then that immediately dropped her all the way to 10 in the world from basically three. But I think this mm-hmm. pandemic will have really helped her. I don't think she has that much expectations and pressure now that she's the 10th player in the world. Okay, she is seated in, in this tournament, but I just think it takes away some pressure. And I think she'll be too good for for Venus if they do play. So I, I do have Osaka getting through this. Yeah, so what are our picks for quarterfinals and semis on this one? So I have Osaka versus... Kvitova? You guys have Kvitova coming through? Interesting. I actually don't yeah. have Kvitova. I have Kvitova getting through there. Me you? too. Me too. Yeah. That's interesting because there's a lot of tough players in her section with, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you have Teichman, you have Teich- Collins, yeah. Kontavit. Teichman is really the one I worry about. But Yeah, Kontavit could be tricky as well. But I don't I don't know if uh, Kvitova will, will lose that match. I think it's she's too solid, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think she has too many weapons. And I think she gets through that. So I, mm-hmm. I have a push of a Kvitova semifinal there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, which could be really great. Um, I have Osaka Pushkova semifinal. I think Osaka will get through. I'm just going to pick <laughs> random because I'm not going with Kvitova. I just think this could be uh, a, the first week could be an off week for her. She's a little bit yeah. on, she's a little bit on and off. She peaks for certain events during the, during the year. That's why she's been a top player, but doesn't always play her best in all of these premier events. So I just think You're like right. like she's could be prone to an upset, maybe again, maybe even the first round, honestly, against Buskova or something. I don't know, but I'm just gonna go with I'm I'm gonna go with Kontovit to get out of this section. I think I think Kontovit mm. will play Osaka and Osaka. So I have Osaka against. Klishkova. Oh, yeah. Klishkova, yeah. That's my pick. So, yeah. Nice. So, getting through to the quarter where Serena Williams is. So, um, it's obviously, like, always tough to pick against Serena because, 
even though she doesn't do she hasn't done it exceptionally well for her standards yes. uh, in the past few years i would say um she's always basically a favorite like when she when she enters a tournament like it's it's kind of like that that thought that hangs on in your mind it's kind of like but serena though like that's that's for me like uh, what i think about it um and she has uh her this the, the her fellow seed players would be um Kanta, Vondrasova and Sakari. Kanta just barely made it to 8. She's uh rank 15th. Um and I think it's tough to see anybody coming through the semifinals except for for Serena. But obviously Goff is right there which I just saw. Yeah. Um could be could be interesting. Could be interesting. Yeah. What do you guys think? So I think Serena will get through these matches. I think the the confidence. I think she needed that to shake off that rust in Lexington, with her with her two wins and even the match against Shelby. She can at least take comfort in knowing, you know, the match was on her racket. She did win the first set six one, and she did she did play extremely clutch. She went to another gear in the last four games against Venus, so that was encouraging. And obviously, when she got through Bernardo Pera, and you know, I mean, she looked good. But that being said, there are still a lot of there are still. Two, three, two to four players, I'd say, even with this slightly depleted field that can give Serena problems. However, hmm. in this section, I don't, I just don't see her losing until, like, I, I think she'll get past Allison Van Ultevik or Roos. And I think she will, I, I think the next, the Coco Goff section is, is the one that really stands out because I do think we will see a Serena versus Coco. I do think Coco will will be mature, will show the maturity and poise to get through Sakari. I do think Putin Seva could be a little bit tricky, but I, I, I think mm. Goff, what impressed me so much about Goff is the match, the two matches she won last week against Sabalenka, where mm. she, she just fought, fought like hell and won that match and just somehow, just, just somehow got through it and was just too solid at the end. And then, and then, her, then she played Ons Jabur. Who no one, no one on yeah. the WTA really plays like Ons Jabor, with, yeah. with all her variety and her, her, just junk that she throws at you, combined with her power and her confidence of making the quarterfinals of the Australian Open, and just she's a really good player. So, I think Goff will get through Sakari and Putin Seva, and will play Serena, mm-hmm. and I think Serena will be really, really, really looking at this match like she will not want to lose this match what do you yeah. guys think like if this match happens I could she, see, like, yeah. could this, this is what box. i think about yeah this is what i think about about goff right she is she just cracked into the top 50 uh after last week if i'm not mistaken so i think this plays a lot against her because every every tournament she enters she has to beat a ton of great players on the way starting off maybe even from first match and like she she has a, a seated player right here so she may get a little bit tired from that one uh, from from just having to play who's the seed? long matches is the seat sakari uh, what sakari uh, yeah oh, okay yeah, yeah she's it on this page but yeah you're right yeah she's seated yes against maria sakari so yeah, so that's that's Goff right there for you. I I think it's a tricky match against Serena. I think Serena just edges it out too, especially because if her serve is good, I think there's no really Goff will need to be really inspired to to go through Serena, which he can do, but I don't think it will happen at this time. I I, I agree. Um, I do think Goff gets through Sakari. I think she gets through Putin Seva, 
And yes. um, likewise, Serena, I, I really don't see Van U- Vanker Roos sort of troubling her. So I do think we get the Coco Golf Serena match. And sort of the running theme with Coco Golf has been, you know, there's no stage too big. There's no match that's sort of been too intimidating. I think with Serena, I, I think that's a different story. I think, you know, playing Naomi Osaka, that, that's, that's one thing. Playing the greatest uh, female tennis player of all time yeah. in, in the United States, in New York City, I think that's a different scenario. Yes. And um, what Andre said, I, I don't think Serena wants to lose that match at yeah. all. So I think, I think yeah. that could come off sort of looking like how um, Coco and um, Osaka in the U.S. Yeah. Open last year. I that'll think be really good. That'll be really good for Coco. Off like that, she where like Serena that. just overpowers her and really sort of takes it to her. Yeah. Um, now, with being said, if, if Serena's a little bit off her game, Coco has a chance. Coco, yeah. it seemed like in Lexington, mm-hmm. she's re- she's improved her forehand, which was her weaker link. It seemed like she was doing a better job attacking off that wing, so she has a little more balanced attack now. So if Serena's a little bit off, that could be a very competitive match, and Goff could you know uh, claw her way to a victory there. That's not yeah. completely out of the question. But I think Serena's going to be really zoned in for that one. And I think she she takes it quite comfortably. Yeah. yeah. And I think that there's one, one thing here that you, you mentioned in terms of like uh, playing well, the greatest player of all time, um, maybe even male and female, like I would say, um, yeah. in Serena Williams in New York. But here's a fact that I think we, we're just kind of like not mentioning enough. And uh, there won't be any fence. So there will be no atmosphere to draw from, like in terms of like, spectators just screaming uh, at like match point or like even like a top break point in the in great points and whatever um do you guys think this could play more in favor of golf or do you think this i actually lack of I fans actually like, think it, it just doesn't matter more in favor of serena i think really? Coco would yeah. would be more in turn to sort of get up if there were just a packed stadium I think with no fans, just one-on-one, really mono-a-mono, I think Serena yeah. will take advantage of that and really focus in. Yeah, and let's not forget, like, New York crowds, although they're overwhelmingly usually in support of Serena, we clearly saw that in the last two U.S. Open finals, that it just it stresses her out, you know? Mm-hmm. And she talked to Lexington mm-hmm. about how it's playing, in, playing without fans is so relaxing for her. And that, that word relaxing, that yeah. really hit me because when I read that and when I heard her say that, I feel like that'll take off a lot of pressure for her. Mm-hmm. And I feel and like it's true. Yeah, Go I ahead. feel like in a yeah. match against Goff, where she's clearly not going to want to lose to a 16 year old. And yeah. there won't be the usual hype and buzz that there would be, let's say, if this was 2019. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you said, you know, New York crowds, very loud, very boisterous. Yeah. Um, they do tend to get around, uh, get behind the underdog, yeah, though. The underdog, so yeah. I think, I think that true. would be, I don't want to say a heavy uh, Coco-favored crowd if that match were to take place in front of a crowd. But I, I do think it would be more of a 60-40 uh, crowd in favor of Coco if that match were to take place with fans. So I think the fact that it will be empty really does help Serena. 
Yep, I, I totally agree. I think so. We're all in agreement that uh, Serena gets to the quarterfinals. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that Serena is not gonna get through even to the semis from that one. We, we not, didn't even speak anything about the the top half of those one. I don't, not, nothing, not to say against anything against those two, those players, but Conta has. Faced a lot of uh, injury time, I think, and yeah, contest. She's coming back. I, I, I don't. I just don't see them having match fitness or even a lot of real, like, uh, just actual fitness. You know, like coming through, like uh, playing against Serena or even golf. If she makes it, I don't think they can pull it off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think it's pretty set on yeah. either Serena or golf, and like a, I would say like a seventy thirty in favor of Serena. Yeah, I, I, I think Serena yeah, gets through to the semis out of mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. quarter and uh so yeah moving yeah, on go ahead. Then we should probably move on yeah. to the next one yeah we we will do it right now and uh we're after the break actually just kidding there's no break <laughs> <laughs> um some people do that if we had sponsors we would do that if you if you know somebody who wants to sponsor this podcast please please contact them we will gladly have a break of like 10 minutes to just tell them about their amazing products <laughs> whatever they sell <laughs> yeah yeah is. so Moving on to the the bottom of the the draw, really, we have our main players here are Kennan, Sophia Kennan, and Wait, Madison we, Keys. Yeah, okay, cool. So, so did we establish who would Serena play in the quarters? Uh, not really, but I think I think it, it'll be Vondrasova. Oh right, I, I missed that section. Yeah, you're right. No, actually, so Conta, Conta is. Contact yeah, that. I think it, I think this part of the draw is a little it's, it's open, so I don't I don't really know Vondrasova all that much, so I can't really say I know Kanta quite well, like on, in her game, but I just don't I just don't see her making it through. It, I think she can do it, yeah, if she's fit, but um, I don't know, I don't I can't really tell. Honestly, I will refrain. From it's so one. funny because she made the French Open final last year, but nobody remembers her, so. <laughs> Well, she sad. can she can get through here. Uh, that would really help, I think. I haven't seen her play outside of the French Open. On on clay, I've seen, I, I've seen some remarkable play from her to get to the final. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you're right. This section is so so wide open. I I might just go for Vondrasova as well. <laughs> we could both be yeah. wrong, Luke. But yeah, you're that's a good pick actually. <laughs> good. So um, now finally moving on uh, to. Sorry. Madison Keys section as well. Yeah, right. Madison Keys and Sophia Kennan. Sophia Kennan, as we all know, just won the Australian Open this year, rocking pretty much all odds, and um, has been like probably one of those players that we've lots of people have been wondering: is she just another random um, quotation marks um, uh, Grand Slam winner that has kind of like been happening in the in the in the in the WTA lately? Like what do you guys what do you guys think about this section? So just on on Kenan a little bit, I I actually don't now whether she will win another slam and break that trend like you're saying of the parody that we're seeing with different slam champions that remains to be seen. But I do think I do think we will be seeing Kenan and definitely in the top ten for a long time. I just think she mm-hmm. has the grit and the resilience that it takes uh, at the very top. Particularly, we saw that in the Australian Open when she took yeah. out Barty in the semis. And then that one game that pretty much encapsulated the final. In the third set, she's down. It's 2-all. She's lost that second set. Love 40, right? And love 40, and she hits five winners to get out of that game. Yeah. And just, 
you know, she just shows you how mentally tough she is. And I, I think she's been working extremely hard during the during the break because I just think she's that kind of a player. So I, she's uh, not to be estimated, and she can definitely handle the. Uh, I uh, not definitely, obviously that remains to be seen, but I think she's generally someone who goes about her business and is super professional, and will probably shake the demands a little bit of the spotlight and probably just doesn't want that kind of same attention that it would to consume her career, if you know what I'm saying. So I mm-hmm. think uh, that'll be interesting to see because she could play Katie McNally in, the, in, the, in her first match. And that'll be really fun to watch because I could definitely see that going three sets. With McNally obviously being another talented American pushing Serena in three sets last year at the U.S. Open, I think. They played in the second round. Mm-hmm. But so that could be a really tough first match. I do think Kennan gets through that. And then we've got Sloane Stephens in that section with Azarenka mm-hmm. and Vekic. That's a really interesting section. I, I, I really would like to see Azarenka get some form, catch yeah, a little bit of a break. But true. Vekic is a tough first round. So I don't, that, that match it could be a 50 50. And then Sloane Stephens, you just never know with her. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about Sloane Stephens all that much. I think she just kind of fails to. Um, that that was obviously obviously a lot of hype on her. Um, I remember when she started like really coming into the the spotlight that um people would just kind of like label her like the new Serena or something like that. And yeah, it's just it, it may have gotten into her head, and I believe she said it herself that it got a bit into her head that she doesn't want to be Serena; she wants to be herself. I think that so, did hurt her yeah. for a few years there. And then yeah. she got injured and she broke her foot and then came back and then won the U.S. Open. <laughs> that all changed rapidly. And then obviously we saw a great 2018 from her. She reached the, she won Miami. She almost won the mm-hmm. French Open. She played flawless for like a set and a half against Halep. And that was a yeah. spectacular final. And then, you know, finished the year strong. But really since 2018, when she was a top five player, she's been first round loss slightly good run first like she's had she's had a lot of first round losses and they just keep on piling up and you just wonder where the whether the motivation is there but so something like a global pandemic would really help her in this kind of a situation and but it's really tough to know i mean what do you think luke who gets out of that section with azarenka and stephens and kenan who's your pick to get to that um, so sort of going back to what you said about Kennan, is she going to break the trend, um, of just, you know, seemingly these one-time slam winners that have sort of encapsulated the women's game the last few years? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure she does so this year or next year. I do think she's going to be a multiple slam winner. Um, you talked about just how hard she fought during the Australian Open, you know, for, for two weeks in Australia. Grit was spelled K-E-N-I-N. And um, so I think, you know, you talk about once you win a Grand Slam, your life sort of changes. And you sort of saw that with Kennan and her results sort of after mm-hmm. the Australian Open. It really she did, grab a, she did grab a title at the end. She, she did end up grabbing a title, which is what yeah. I wanted to um, pick up on. So things yeah. were looking mm-hmm. up. So she had confidence sort of going into the break and obviously we know someone like Kennan's going to just absolutely work as hard as she can during uh, sort of this hiatus. So I think Kennan's going to be in great form uh, going into Cincinnati slash New York. I think she gets through McNally more comfortably than people will maybe expect. 
I think she gets through that match rather comfortably. I think um, I think she gets through. I'm going to say Azarenka makes it out of that small okay. section with Vekic hmm. and Azarenka and Stevens. And even Caroline Garcia can play very well on her day. Um, but I think Azarenka is going to finally find a little bit of form here. I think she wins mm-hmm. uh, two matches there against Vekic. <laughs> I think she gets through Stevens. But um, I think Kennan's going to take care of business there. I think she's going to reach the quarterfinals. Interesting. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to take a little yeah. bit of a risk and go with Sloan. That was actually one of my, uh, on Twitter, I made a tweet, a tweet about this draw. And uh, <clears throat> I also picked Steve, uh, Stephens too. <clears throat> oh my goodness. I need some water. Mm. I picked um, Zola Stevens to beat um, Cannon as an upset, though. Like, I mean, I do think Cannon has the bigger chances. Uh, somehow, I, I have a feeling that um, Sloane Stevens is just going to feel herself a bit better in New York. Maybe you remember, get some flashbacks from uh, when she won it. And uh, I don't know. I think Victoria Azarenka is just being has been striking with like a, a wave of bad luck, uh, drawing Venus in the first round, and now getting a, a seated player in Dona Vekic. It's just a tough comeback for her right now. Yeah. But yeah, I think she, she she definitely showed a lot of her brilliance and just the desire to win, even against Venus, a match that almost would seem straightforward if you just looked from the, the scoreline. But it was probably tougher than it looked. So... Um, and on the top part of this this section of the draw, uh, we have uh, players that I, I think are interesting here. We have uh, Rybakina, um, McHill, Jaber, of course, that we've already mentioned. And then the Canadian, uh, Leila Fernandez, and Madison Keys, who also was present in the final that Sloan Stevens um, took. Uh, when she won the U.S. Open. Correct. Yeah, this is the popcorn, the first popcorn match in that section that jumps out. We're first about Rybakina. Rybakina had an excellent campaign after the Australian Open. Nobody was really talking about her, and suddenly she emerged. I didn't see a lot of her. I don't even remember actually how she plays, but mm-hmm. I do think I, I, it'll be really interesting. I don't know whether she'll be able to keep up that form, but so far, if we look at the trend that we're seeing, Brady great before the pandemic, great after. And uh, mm-hmm. Simona Halep, Simona Halep was the one that beat Rybakina and won Dubai, and then won in Prague last week. So she's on a nine-match winning streak. So it seems like the players whose momentum we might have thought was getting halted are actually they're aware of that. And so I think because of that, they're actually producing great results on this comeback. So that will be interesting to follow. And then Leila Fernandez against Ons Jabur in the first round. Mm-hmm. That match is really exciting for me because I've seen Fernandez like just. She, yeah. She's the one that beat Sloane Stephens, I think, last week, Fernandez. And yeah, so she... I like either of those two players. Whoever wins that match, I like them to beat Madison Keys. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. Yeah. And it's not because I'm Canadian, but I definitely can see Fernandez going a little bit deeper than just the second so round yeah, or even just this first Jabur round. Because, so yeah, she's a she's a 17-year-old lefty, incredible player at that age and uh, qualified... I don't remember exactly how much of uh, much of her matches, but uh, I watched her last week a, li- a bit, and it was really, really just a joy to watch her. Yeah. And um, 
It's tough. It's kind of like the toss of a coin here uh, uh, for Jabara and Fernandez. Maybe uh, I would maybe I would lean a bit towards Jabara uh, for experience and just kind of like the uh, probably just maturity on tour. Um, but out of this do think, quarter, do you think Jabor gets out of the section? Then uh, no, I th- maybe actually I would say actually my my pick to the quarterfinals will be Rubakina. She's an incredible player. She plays really, really well. And for semifinals, um, tough to say. Like, uh, wait before we get. I I want to say Kenan as that, well. Let's uh, let's ask Luke. What does he think about the Madison Keys Fernandez Jabour? Yeah. Quarter? So Madison Keys quarter. Um, it's it's an interesting, obviously interesting quarter. I think. I do think Keys will eventually get through it. I think she. I think she does make the quarterfinals. She's been mm-hmm. successful in Cincinnati and in the U.S. Open past several years. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough, tough fight the entire way. Obviously, Leila Fernandez, very talented young player from Canada. And then Onjubor, who just seems to trouble almost every single player she plays. So that's going to be a really tricky first match for Keys. But I think she gets through that, and I think that gives her confidence to get through you know, whether it's Rybikina, whether it's Mikhail, Schwatek, whoever she plays in that uh that third round match, I do think she's gonna get through that. I think she's going to face Kennan in the quarterfinals here. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what about a semifinals? Like who who are we picking for the semifinalists of uh Cincinnati slash New York? So we got Ans Jabur and So you you picked Luke picked Ans Jabur versus Kennan? No, I, I picked Keys versus. Ken. She picked. He picked. Oh Keys. right, you I said think yeah, Keys makes it I think. Okay. I think. I think. I said Jabber. I think right, I'm leaning was, towards Jabber, like making. Yeah. Making a deep run for this one, and I think Kenan makes it to the to the semis. Me too. I have. I agree. Uh, I have. I, I don't. With Andre because I have Jabber and. Yeah. I have Jabber and Kenan. If she doesn't make it, it's because she loses to to Stephens, who I don't think would make the semifinals. Though I think would even make. Uh, Jabero's job easier to make it to the semifinals, but uh, mm-hmm. um, not anything against Stevens. Just like her inconsistency makes me not necessarily believe she can go match in and out. So do you think Kenan? So do you have Kenan upsetting? You have Kenan being upset by Stevens, or do you have Kenan? No, I think it's a possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Interesting. So we all have yeah. Kenan getting out of this. Yeah. Uh, so Kenan we have. So Kenan and Who? Serena. Wow. Ken- that's... Yep. Kenan and Serena. That's yeah, so shock. <laughs> But yeah, I like. I like so uh, before we get to that, what was the the other semifinals at Poliskova against uh, Divided uh, Kvitova, me and Luke, right, Luke? Yeah. Yes. I have okay. Kvitova and Osaka. So. Yeah. I, so you I have, have Kvitova, yeah. uh, Poliskova, and those semis. Yeah. Same. So going into the, those semifinals and uh, making it to the final, who makes it to the final? And you can start wrapping up as well, like saying like. Going all the way to the final, who wins this tournament? You, Luke, you want to go ahead? First? Sure, I'll go ahead. Um, I think I think Kvitova gets by Pushkova in that top half semifinal. I think she just with the lefty serve. I think she's gonna have uh, just the firepower, sort of all the weapons to get past Pushkova. And then in the bottom half, I think Kennan actually gets past Serena here. Um, I think Kenan's going to sort of ride a wave of momentum and uh, just she's won her only match against Serena so far in her career. 
And I think that trend actually continues. Um, it's going to be a really close match. It's going to be hard fought. Mm. Serena's obviously going to put up a fight. It'll be, I, I think it's going to be three very close sets. But I think Kennan does get through. And then with the Kennan Kavitova final, that could go either way. I slightly favor Kavitova, though, to take home the title. I think with her serve, she's just going to get a few more free points. And that's going to make mm. the difference in that match. So I have Kavitova winning this. Interesting. Uh, Vonch? Yeah, so uh, who did I have? I had Osaka and Pushkova. Now, in that matchup, uh, that matchup has been has been interesting because Pushkova actually leads the head-to-head, but in their biggest matches, I would favor Osaka because I think she has more margin in her power game. Um, I think the serve, even though Pushkova has a great serve, I think in, when it comes to the pressure points, I like Osaka. Um, I like. I just think she's got better mobility. She's got. They play a very similar style of play, but I just think Osaka will be very confident uh, getting through through uh, this match. I could see this one going three sets, um, but I have Osaka getting through in the top half. Mm-hmm. And then for the bottom half, I'm with Luke. I think Kennan and Serena will be a feisty three-set encounter, and I do think. Kennan's feistiness and her grit will pay off in those moments. And you're right, Luke, that she did win her one and only encounter with Serena uh, back at the French last year in the third round. But I and and I do think that trend will continue, and we'll see how great Kennan is and wasn't just a one-hit wonder at the Australian Open, which some people might have thought. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with a Kennan and Osaka final. And I think it's going to be really as mentally tough as Kennan is. It's going to be really hard for her to come back the next day and beat Osaka after right after beating Serena. And all the pressure and hype, like still hype that you still have to do press conferences, you still have to do media, you still have to recover, come back the next day. It's going to be physical. It's going to be mental. I think Osaka, with her experience and having won two majors and with not as much pressure on her, uh, at least before the U.S. Open starts, I think she takes the title. She wins Cincinnati. Mm. That's my pick for her Osaka, right? Yeah, it would be a good comeback for her. Um, I uh, for me, it's it's super hard to say. I think I'm leaning more towards actually Pushkova. I think I think she Pushkova is gonna mm-hmm. come out of this as the winner. I think she's okay. just going to come out with like that that attitude of hers of like kind of like a like uh, all of her swag and whatnot, and uh, just <laughs> swipe it, uh, just just take it out from uh, um, Kvitova's hands, and I think she's gonna win it in in two tight sets um, in the semifinals. And at the, the the bottom half, I think I think Cannon is. I, I'm I'm with Luke here. I think Cannon and it will um, edge out Williams. I think Williams. Uh, I think Serena is going to uh, have a hard time with her game. Uh, and she is still like, just trying to find herself, and uh, maybe that will happen during the U.S. Open, but I don't think it's going to happen right now um, in the Southern and Western and Southern Open. Um, and I think, but I don't think I think Pliskova is just going to beat Cannon uh, at the end, and uh, Pliskova is just going to come out as the winner. And 
that will put her in a position of uh, pressure again in the U.S. Open, I think, just like she did in Brisbane, right? Um, yeah. So I I think that will be kind of like a bit of the same story. I think Pliskova is going to come out firing and hitting aces and hitting that forehand nicely and powerfully like she always does. I could see that. And yeah, I think I think Pliskova takes the title here. I think she's going to be the to you know um, honor the 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 top seed uh, honors. Wow. So yeah, you're going with the top seed in this tournament. Yeah. And yeah, we unlike the unlike the men's draw, we totally disagreed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it's going to be interesting. Watch be somebody yeah. watch somebody stop crowds. Watch what what Sorry? all three of these players lose in the first round. It, that could happen too. It's, oh yeah, it's, well, it's, it's more than possible. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah, given the unpredictable nature and just how deep the women's field is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So what are let's just like recap our winners and then just wrap it up. Uh, I said uh, Pliskova is my winner. Then uh, Luke, who's your winner again? I have Kvitova winning. Kvitova winning and uh, Vanshev Osaka, right? So we'll have to see. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll hold you guys accountable and myself as well on how wrong we were <laughs> if they all lose in the in the first in the first round. So just excited for for this tournament. Excited for a big t- tennis tournament in in ages really so um yeah this is this was the cincinnati slash new york which by the way i just realized um as we are doing this um that i've seen on twitter a bunch of people putting cincinnati in quotation marks and i just couldn't i wasn't understanding why was the the point Mm -hmm. but now i understand that it's not in cincinnati and i was just like oh (laughs) i just realized this for whatever reason it's kind of yeah it's in New York, so yeah, yeah. This actually may change a lot of things, and uh, yeah. as we've discussed, like in terms of like surface. I took that um, into so... account with the new surface speed, given that some players are going to peak different yeah. times, and all with all the testing. And one of these players could test positive, or their teams could test positive. Then they have to quarantine, mm-hmm. and they all have their little bubbles, which I think is actually kind of neat. But they have their little bubbles in the in the Arthur Ashe Stadium, so they could almost just come out of their suite and just watch the tennis. Even there's no live fans, but they could all just sit and just watch whatever matches on center court. If let's say they're mm-hmm. ready for their match, which I think yeah. cool. Cool, uh, Luke. Any final thoughts? I I think these next three weeks are just going to be something unlike we've ever seen on professional tennis. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Are they are they using Arthur Ashe? For Cincinnati, I don't believe they are. No, I don't. They're know. using grandstand. I think it's grandstand. Is they're using grandstand court. or single court. You, you would make sense, honestly. Yeah, but yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to feel you know exactly like the U.S. Open, but obviously, it's mm-hmm. going to be tough to ignore that that difference for the first week. So, yeah, um, yeah it's it's just going to be really interesting to see how the players handle the conditions and all the testing. Um, you know, heaven forbid someone would unfortunately test positive and have to withdraw. That would throw another wrench in things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's we'll see what happens. It's going to be a really, really interesting three weeks and definitely something that tennis fans will never forget. That's yeah, true. And actually, exactly. I just wanted to bring up, uh, before we wrap this thing up, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter. I'm sure you guys are all fed up with it now, but all the talk about the asterisk next to this U.S. Open, I just... 
before we before we wrap this up, Luke, since we have you here, I mean, given obviously in the men's, we can talk about the both the men's and the women's in this, but I think, you know, in your opinion, is there really an asterisk to have a, gets given the situation that we're in with the pandemic, and with with everything, uh, whoever comes out of this U.S. Open swing, whoever wins Cincinnati, whoever wins New York, is there a, a what if or a asterisk next to the winner in your no, opinion? No. It's interesting to say because when when all this first start out started out with you know players withdrawing, I immediately went to yeah there there will be an asterisk by it. Um, as time has gone on, my thoughts have sort of shifted on that. Um, you look at you know Grand Slams Nadal at the U.S. Open 2017. He yeah. didn't play really anyone too huge in that entire tournament. No one puts an asterisk by that. Um, Bartoli of Wimbledon 2013. I don't, did she face anyone inside the top 20? I think she Just, played uh, one person inside. Stephens the top in the quarterfinals. That's it. And, yeah. and no one, no one put an asterisk by that. So, um, yep, you're right. Major, about you can really only play who's in front of you. So I think players will, some will see this as their opportunity to really break through here. So, um, regardless of what happens. Um, I'm officially making my decision. Whoever wins, men and women's, there's no asterisk by it. You can only play who's in front of you, and that's that's the end end deal here. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. So, Vansh, do you have a, a yes or no to that one? Is there an asterisk or not? Well, I think I think Luke was spot on. Actually, I think. I think mm. me too, as well as uh, you know, when it when it first started off, I, I I had actually imagined that more players would have pulled out of the men's than what actually did occur. But but I think it's it's almost similar to any other field that we would have had in 2016, 2017, when we had Roger Federer not playing, we had we had Murray and Wawrinka and Nishikori and you know all, all these round niche and all these top players. Yeah, that N- Nadal was a factor in 2016, but not quite as great as a factor as he had been years past. Exactly, and and we don't we don't ever say, oh, Nadal won 18 slams and 2017 U.S. Open. No, we, there's no asterisk next to Nadal won 19 that. slams. And and of course, mm-hmm. uh, Federer. Federer, obviously, the 2018 Australian Open, um, until Marin Cilic in the final, he did not face the top 20 player. And and just like Djokovic also in the U.S. Open 2018, he didn't face a top 20 player until he played Del Potro in the final. Now he did beat the guys that beat Federer and Nadal. So that's the thing is you only pay whoever is in front of you. And so and and I think there were some stats about this that the actual median ranking of the seeded opponents this year is something like 21, and last year it was 17. So is there really that much of a difference between a 17th ranked player and a 20th ranked player in the men's? Not really. So whoever wins this tournament, it's, it's well-earned. I think there's no yeah. asterisks at all. And yeah. same with the Agreed. just given the depth of, and the nature of it, anyone yeah. could have come out of a slam anyway. So Yeah, fully, fully agree to yeah. that one as well. Okay. And uh, on, on that thought, I think we should just be wrapping up the, the uh, Western and Southern Open draw uh, predictions. Uh, let's remember you guys, who you guys picked for the winner. Um, we will see and watch clo- uh, watch closely the uh, the matches and and see um, really what comes out of there. And honestly, to be honest, I'm just really joyful that we get to watch some tennis. Yeah. And on that thought, I will say 
Bye, guys. Thank you guys for, for being here. Uh, thank you guys for um, lending your thoughts to the podcast. And uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you so much, Andre. It was really fun, as always, to do this podcast and mm -hmm. talk about the Western and Southern Open. And uh, yeah, thank you to you, Luke, also for uh, jumping in last minute. And uh, yeah, hope, I think our listeners will really enjoy both of these episodes. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, Luke, can you mention your... Uh... Your, where, where can people follow you on social media just to catch more of your insights? Yes, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, both at the same handle. It is at lmorehead24. Morehead spelled M-O-O-R-H-E-A-D, like the city in Minnesota. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.